Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, commencing at 6.30 p.m. Council members in attendance are Council President Kritzer, Council Vice President Forsyth, Council Member Anderson, Council Member Nueva Camina, and Council Member Salahuddin, and Council Member Stewart. This special meeting is being held for a new business item, AM number 24-0155, approval of proposed land transfer to Plymouth Housing Development. And with me here this evening, um, I'm going to turn it over to Carol Helen, Director of Planning and Community Development. Thank you, Mayor, and good evening, Council Members. It's good to see you this evening. I am Carol Helland, Planning and Community Development Director. And per Council's request from last Tuesday night, this special meeting was scheduled to hear from Plymouth Housing about a unique opportunity to support their affordable housing project in downtown Redmond by having Redmond transfer property to their entity. I am joined this evening by uh, representatives from Plymouth Housing and from ARCH to answer any questions you may have, but I just wanna make a couple of brief remarks. First of all, I wanted to note that the land transfer that's recommended uh, to you at this time is for several reasons. First, the mayor and the city council have told us what their housing priorities are. Those priorities are in your community strategic plan. They are also in the housing action plan. And this project, this property that's before you for transfer decision this evening was specifically identified to leverage regional light rail investments by providing an opportunity for transit-oriented development that will house individuals living at the very lowest uh, housing incomes. It's our good fortune to receive an opportunity that's fully funded and deeply aligned with our values as a city for this location. Second, securing funding for an affordable housing project, particularly at the zero to 30% area median income level, is complex and always requires direct assistance from many sources. Continued funding for this project is dependent on us making a decisive decision and taking action at this time to ensure that investors do not seek to reallocate those monies elsewhere. Your action tonight will allow the funding to remain within an ARCH coalition city and address, help us address the housing crisis on the east side. Lastly, Plymouth Housing has invested a significant amount of time and energy into this project already. They need assurance from Redmond that we are committed to support affordable housing at this location before they invest in the required community engagement, building design changes and city code compliance that will be needed for them to develop this project here. As you all know, the City Council created regulations that provide an engagement process to build community relationships that foster success of permanent supportive housing projects in Redmond. We've done this once already in Overlake. Tonight is the transit transactional step, which will allow the mayor and city staff to move forward in partnership with Plymouth and Arch to engage the community and fulfill the code requirements that the council adopted two years ago. I'll now turn it over to Plymouth CEO, Karen Lee, to provide more information about the organization and the proposed project itself. Karen. Good evening, Mayor and City Council members. It's wonderful to be with you here tonight. I am Karen Lee, the CEO of Plymouth Housing. Thank you so much for inviting Plymouth to this meeting today and for pursuing such a unique opportunity to bring permanent supportive housing to the city of Redmond. The circumstances that brought us to this shared opportunity are unprecedented, <clears throat> but we are so grateful and excited for this potential partnership. 
First, I'd like to recognize your leadership in the face of our region's need for more affordable housing and solutions to homelessness. Redmond is doing tremendous work in this space, proactively and responsibly planning and ensuring that the community is engaged throughout the process. Thank you for harnessing an opportunity to preserve funding for critically needed housing. Given the unusual nature of this opportunity, this process required quick action, and I thank you all for your flexibility in working within a unique timeline. This is the best way to save 100 homes for people in Redmond who are experiencing homelessness. <clears throat> For more than 40 years, Plymouth Housing has provided permanent supportive housing to our community's most vulnerable. We serve nearly 1,400 formerly, formerly homeless residents and more than 95% of our residents remain housed. Most of our residents are seniors, a majority are people of color. Many are veterans and each have their own story. There's Deb our resident board member who experienced homelessness because she could not afford to pay rent after paying her medical bills. Or Bruce, who experienced homelessness after serving in the Army, going through medical retirement, and losing his job. And there's Kim, a woman who chose to sleep outside in the cold rather than to go back to an abusive relationship. These are three members of our much larger and diverse community at Plymouth Housing. These are human beings who are more than the trauma that they have endured, but they also need support to rebuild their lives after everything that they've been through. The fact that they're here today and that we are here today says that the city of Redmond cares about Deb, Bruce, Kim, and many others. Thank you for your leadership in considering the members of our community and of your community who are incredibly vulnerable. We are grateful for the potential opportunity to bring permanent supportive housing to the residents of Redmond. We know that the residents of a new PSH permanent supportive housing building here would thrive as members of a vibrant and dynamic city with high quality health care amenities transportation, and more. Although this process has moved quickly, we welcome the work ahead if selected to move forward with this opportunity. Should that time come, we look forward to working thoughtfully and deliberately with the mayor, with the council, with Redmond City staff, with community, and with business. We look forward to addressing priorities such as community engagement and including the development of a community advisory council. We hope you see this as a meaningful way to make progress on Redmond's comprehensive plan for housing, a great step forward in achieving the city's DEI objectives and a leading example of your guiding principles and values in action. Thank you. Elizabeth? <clears throat> Thank you, Karen, and thank you to the members of the council for your consideration today. I am Elizabeth Murphy, and I manage our real estate development department at Plymouth Housing. We are so grateful for your partnership and the possibility of providing 100 homes to people experiencing homelessness in Redmond and on the east side. 
We know that there are many questions that remain and will remain about this process, and we hope to address some of those tonight. First, why is this process moving so quickly? As Karen mentioned, the nature of this project is unprecedented. For instance, we typically don't secure funding on a project prior to site selection. Given the unique circumstances of this project, we have the opportunity to bring a funded project to the city of Redmond. To take advantage of the funding that we have already secured, your support tonight would allow us to move forward with continuing the design process, permitting, and engaging with the community without needing to wait the two to three years that a project such as this typically takes for funding to even be secured. Second, what population will this building serve? Our current funding commitment supports Plymouth's mission to serve people who are very low income and exiting homelessness. We expect that these requirements will stay intact for the project in Redmond. We have provided council with award letters from our funders supporting this. Our funders include the Washington State Housing Finance Commission, Department of Commerce, a regional coalition for housing, and Plymouth's own contribution made possible by our philanthropic partners. In addition, we have a preliminary commitment for project-based vouchers from the King County Housing Authority. In summary, the population we expect to serve in this building is as follows. Currently experiencing homelessness or housing insecurity, as per the definition provided by the Housing Authority that's available in the materials we have distributed tonight. Extremely low income, the total household income is equal to or less than 30% of the area median income. Most of Plymouth's residents are either elderly or identify as having a disability. We also place an emphasis on partnering with local organizations to provide referrals and have been successful in doing so at other buildings, including partnering with the City of Redmond to refer qualified applicants to our building in Bellevue, Plymouth Crossing. Third, what is our community engagement strategy? We know that Redmond has created a robust community engagement process for permanent supportive housing projects. Plymouth is willing and able to follow the city of Redmond's code and ensure that we engage community stakeholders, specifically those that would be our next door neighbors in the process. We are excited to spend the next two to three years it will take to complete this building to work in a parallel process with the Redmond residents, business owners, and community partners on how to make this project a success and representative of Redmond. Thank you so much again for your consideration, and we look forward to answering any further questions you may have. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Elizabeth. And I just wanted to make sure and introduce Lindsay Masters, who is here from ARCH. And uh, we are here and can answer any questions you may have. And I'll turn the microphone back to the mayor. Thank you so much for all of that information. And I'll turn it over to the council if they have questions for um, the staff and partners, members sitting out in, at the table before us. Are there any questions that we have for them? Council President. Thank you very much for the, the information and for coming here tonight to share about this opportunity with us. Um, one question perhaps for Director Helland um, in terms of uh, the process for this. Um, can you clarify, especially for the listening public, the decision that we're making, that we're being asked to make tonight potentially, um, and then what the next steps would be in the process? As we, as we noted, um, you know, we spent a lot of time about two years ago working on our regulations around permanent supportive housing and what might be included, um, for example, um, an operating agreement, a safety plan, a um, community relations agreement, um, which I imagine would all be a part of this, um, but would love to be able to hear a little bit more about that from you. 
Certainly, and thank you. You listed almost all the elements of the uh, permanent supportive housing community engagement plan. Um, we did. We will be following those uh, objectives that are laid out, the actual mandates that are laid out in the co city code. And uh, to your question on what the decision is tonight and what the decision will be in the future, tonight is we are asking the question, can the council please uh, transfer the property or actually enable the mayor to transfer the property that is located on Cleveland Street to Plymouth Housing for the purpose of developing affordable housing. Uh, the affordable housing project in question is the one that was fundamentally designed for another property originally. So there will need to be some permitting work and some approval work that will have to go on here and potential redesign to ensure that the project is suited to the site that is being offered. At that point in time, we will also be immediately engaging surrounding property owners, businesses, uh, neighbors, um, other interested parties on the community advisory group to essentially create a community plan that will foster a positive relationship ensuring that Plymouth Housing and the guests they have living there are successful in our community. Great, and my understanding is also we included within that that we would also have folks with lived experience uh, with homelessness as well who are part of creating those plans? Yes, that is correct. We'll work closely with our housing, our homelessness outreach coordinator, Tisa Rutherford. She's been very successful at working on local referrals to place many Redmond um, residents that are experiencing home, housing insecurity in the Plymouth Crossing project in Eastgate. These folks will now have a place to live in Redmond near their home and where their uh, family connections exist. And TISA will be continue to be an important connection for those local referrals and for identifying people that can uh, participate in the community advisory group. Thank you. And if I may, one quick final question, and then I will cede to the others, is um, could you, uh, for the listening public, since we've received quite a few um, questions about the, the word shelter, um, just clarify for the listening public the difference between a shelter and the project that is being proposed? I certainly can. Um, those words are specifically defined in state law, and they are adopted by reference into our code. Uh, this is not a shelter. Uh, shelters essentially are made available to people experiencing homelessness on a first-come, first-served basis, and um, they are taken in for inclement weather, for a variety of different reasons when they do not have housing stability. This is a home for 100, 100 dwelling units, for potentially more than 100 individuals that will live in this location, have a lease with Plymouth Housing, have rules that attach to leases just like other people who are living in their homes, and uh, will be required to abide by those rules. Thank you. Other questions? Councilmember Stewart? Thank you, Director Helen and guests. Thanks for being here and for the public who have shared uh, some feedback with us. Since the conversation tonight um, is particularly on the land and, and there's been um, some questions on that, Director Helen, could you also go ahead and share with the public um, the steps that we, the safeguards that we've put in place to make sure that this land transfer were to happen 
as long as the project stays intact. Could you share a little bit more about, about what those precautions are and, and why the project is so unique in terms of, of, of that stack staying together? I can do that. Um, so this is a piece of publicly owned land. The city of Redmond purchased it in 2019 as a component of our sound transit uh, project. A piece of the property on the south side was uh, provided to Sound Transit to complete the alignment through downtown. The remainder of the property was always considered to be a public asset that would be used for affordable housing in connection with the $10 million that the City Council funded in our existing budget. Um, with respect to uh, the safeguards that are in place, any, any deed that or any transfer would be subject to this project remaining affordable for the life of the project. In addition, there are letters that we can provide you that also talk about the eligibility of the people that are required to live in the project uh, in order to maintain funding. And if, that if those eligibility requirements are not continued to be met, uh, the fund various different funding entities can actually recall that funding or um, put the project essentially into default. So there are a variety of methods, not just in the land transfer, but actually funding constraints uh, in the capital stack for the production of this, the development of this project that ensure that it maintains um, to be used for its intended purpose. Thank you, Director Helen. I think that's a really important point that the subsidy required to achieve our affordable housing goals in this case, um, when the opportunity before us that already has so many players already at the table and all those puzzle pieces appearing to fit together um, and, and that work has already gone on. So thank you, I appreciate that. Next I have Council Member Nueva Camina and then I have Council Vice President Forsyth. Thank you, Mayor. Um, hat tip to both uh, Council President Kritzer and Council Member Stewart for asking two of my three questions. Mm -hmm. And the third remains, um, there's been a, a lot of question about uh, precedence versus uh, with transfer versus leasing. Um, and why would we even be considering transferring as opposed to leasing? Um, Director Helen, could you say speak to why the perhaps the liabilities around if we were to lease the land? Sure. So this does have a risk component that was evaluated. The city is generally tries not to be a landlord. Um, the, the risk will be placed with the owners of the property with any sort of um, concerns that may develop over time. So Plymouth would be assuming the risk for the project if we deed the property to them as opposed to us retaining some risk associated with the project. Although we believe we will continue to have an ongoing relationship obviously with both Plymouth and with Arch related to this project to ensure that it's a success. Thank you. Council Vice President, did you have a question? I saw your hand up for a moment. Um, sure. I actually, my fellow council members did an amazing job of getting my questions answered. So kudos to you all. Thank you. I will bring up a question that um, that was emailed to council leadership from council member Fields. And that is uh, regarding our wealth disparity in Redmond. And um, what are some guardrails so that we can ensure that the folks that live in, in this um, property are able to stay in the property when that you know zero to thirty percent AMI um, continues to to rise because of our community's wealth disparity. 
I am going to actually ask Lindsay probably to answer that question or for Plymouth to chime in about how that operationally occurs over time. Yeah, Thank you. I'm happy to, thanks, happy to give it a shot and then please chime in. Um, when we put this project together and as we typically would for any supportive housing project, a rental subsidy is a really important component of that. Um, so we have in place for the project as was designed, um, secured project-based rental subsidies from the housing authority for every single resident. Um, that's what would enable the, for the residents portion um, to remain affordable at 30% of their income and then the balance of the rent to be paid through that subsidy. Exactly right. I don't have a lot to add to that except that uh, with funders such as a regional coalition for housing and others, we typically have an up to 50 year covenant on the land that requires Plymouth to retain affordability on the project. And usually what occurs during that 40 years is the life of the building declines. So we refinance and remodel. So that extends even further beyond the initial 50 years. Um, so not only are we committing to serving residents, making that zero to 30% um, AMI with the vouchers, we're also committing um, due to our, our land entitlements. Thank you. Thank you. I have Councilmember Anderson and then Councilmember Saul Houdin. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you all and uh, for us to receive your presentation this evening. Uh, we had a conversation last week that was relatively quick, so I have a couple of questions. I'm glad to ask them to the right folks um, in front of us. So I asked this last week, which was if and if we can get additional information on this, what was, what is the timeline for the large funding that's outside of the city's property transfer um, for, for those funds to expire? What kind of timeline are we working with? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we are still in the process of uh, speaking to funders about extending those commitments. Um, typically, it's easier to negotiate when it's state funds because they can reallocate funds for another biennium. Um, with our tax credit award, it's a similar situation where they're willing to work with us to ensure that um, depending on when we break ground on this project that we can secure tax credit, um, the tax credits we originally had. Um, so those conversations are ongoing and I'm sure Lindsay may have more to add on that. But we've, we have gotten confirmation from our current funders that they're willing to work with us on our timeline. Let me clarify my my question here. So you gave you gave a um, answer that was funding deadline is flexible, which is wonderful to hear. Thank you for letting us know. Um, but are we working with you know we had a week to think about this. So are you looking at another week or a month or a year or are we talking specifically construction funding will expire within six so years something like that? I, I think I'd like to respond to that and just that. Um, this project has momentum now, and the property transfer is the would be the replacement for the property transfer that was previously anticipated to support this project, and um, as well as a three point two million dollar gap that was originally um, that was originally committed. The problem 
is that generally city funds are the first in and they support securing the additional funds like the LIHTC dollars and also the state funds that are available. So the fact that the city funds were the ones that were previously jeopardized actually places this project in greater jeopardy because the foundational funding disappeared. What Redmond is seeking to do is step into the shoes of that foundational funding, provide the land and the $3.2 million that was previously committed to ensure that actually uh, Plymouth has the leverage to continue to negotiate on this project. If there is not a home for this project, the opportunity actually disappears. So what we've heard from our funders is with the knowledge that this property is available and Redmond's commitment, they will continue to talk to Plymouth. If this property is lost, we've looked at other arch jurisdictions for other similar properties. There are none that we could identify and the money basically would be reallocated to other projects. Thank you. <clears throat> And I appreciate that. I've got a couple more questions. So the, I'd, I, I really appreciate the fact that we were able to capture the value of the work done with sort of moving this property or this idea, design idea to some, somewhere here in Redmond. Um, the, this, of course, helps with the cost of affordability in the first place without a substantial amount of rework. Um, so despite this high value opportunity and a full process, another council did not approve this project. So I'm curious if there's gonna be additional rework and if you could go over what the total investment from the city of Redmond will be this evening, what's the ask in front of us? Is it simply the transfer of property or also the additional contribution from city funds? So the ask for this evening is the transfer commitment on the transfer of the property. Uh, the city set aside already $10 million as part of the budget. Not all of that has been allocated. We anticipate that the city will be asked to contribute some, some money towards that and up to $3.2 million. The mayor and others have been talking to fill the remainder of any funding gap that's available and working very hard. We anticipate that after that ask, the property transfer and the $3.2 million, there will not be a remaining funding gap. Can you just repeat what the value of the property that's in front of us is for? The value of the property in 2019 was uh, $5.5 million because that's where we purchased at the cost at which we purchased it at the height of its sale. It is assessed now at about $4.6 million. Okay, and I, I wanted to clarify um, one last thing. Do you, does ARCH have a qualified list of permanent supportive housing providers? One of the other items that I'm personally uncomfortable with and I proposed an amendment last week to make it a RFP type process. Um, since we haven't seen or qualified Plymouth housing here in the city, um, can you clarify if ARCH has that um, background or how, how can we make that decision um, with some additional information about the, the provider? I'm sure you're great, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to speak to that. Um, one, kind of to our longer term relationship with Plymouth, we have um, our first experience funding a project with them located in Bellevue back in 2019 um, that was completed and occupied um, and is operating successfully. And then this um, current project that you are considering today was also one that went through the standard betting process that we um, that we use when we review funding applications. So um, Plymouth prepared a full application, was reviewed 
by our staff and our community advisory board. We actually presented those recommendations um, to all of uh, the member cities that wanted a presentation on our funding recommendations from that year. So we talked about the project at that time. I can't recall if um, we made a stop in Redmond that year, but uh, that was included in a lot of the information that would have come before you when you allocated your portion of the ARCH award. Um, it also makes one stop I neglected to mention at our executive board. So once our community advisory board has reviewed the proposal, um, they make a recommendation to our executive board. It includes a lot of conditions that come with our funding around what we expect the project to look like, the affordability, um, the operations and the management plan. And so all of that is still baked into our funding conditions that would be attached to this project. Okay, thank you. And it's, it's that the, that's helpful information a little bit separate from the decision in front of us tonight. So um, I appreciate that background very much. Thank you. Council member. Thank you. Um, so, you know, under state law, under countywide planning, um, we need more housing. And I think the opportunity for affordable housing is, is important across communities. Um, I do have a question around, you know, how we're planning for, um, you know, the folks who are going to be uh, living in uh, in these apartments, and uh, one thing that's really important, I, I think, echoing you know my my opinion, but I think also uh, my council members and probably everyone in this room is that we really want to make sure that um, our neighbors aren't dealing with homelessness, and we want to make sure that folks in communities all across the country don't have to deal with homelessness. Is there are there contingencies that we're looking at to allow for neighbors from Redmond, from this community, to be housed in these apartments? Yes, actually, uh, we have in both the operational agreement, if you, <laughs> you were not on the council then when we brought that forward, but I can share it with you, and I have had conversations with uh, Plymouth on this specific issue, which is local referral. And uh, they have implemented that at uh, Plymouth Crossing in Eastgate. And for instance, our uh, homeless uh, outreach uh, person, Tisa Rutherford, has been successful at locating families or individuals from Redmond in that facility. We would expect that first we would look to people in, who are homeless in Redmond experiencing homelessness, couch surfing in shelters in this vicinity to be have the first shot at these apartments, but then look regionally to our arch partner cities and um, as kind of the last tranche, if there's uh, other units available, kind of more broadly to um, the, the coordinated entry process. Thank you. And if I, I have one more question um, on the, you know, the timeline process um, that Councilmember Anderson was talking about, uh, it's really, uh, you know, something that I would love is, um, you know, that implementation plan portion and uh, updates to council. Is there a plan for that, and uh, how regular would those be, um, you know, if uh, if moving forward? We can certainly work with council leadership to schedule those. We do have relatively routine um, updates on in our public safety and human services committee of the whole meeting on um, kind of under the umbrella of Thrive in Redmond. So we can certainly add those uh, quarterly or what would be like benchmark decisions or uh, benchmark uh, accomplishments on the road to this project. And we can sort those out with council leadership to make sure that you're kept informed of the progress. Um, yes, one more question, Ms. Anderson. 
Thank you for the questions from my fellow council members as well. Um, one of the things I, I noted from some of the requests in the emails that we received so far to date on this project has been for a public hearing. And I was wondering if you could tell us if prior previous transfers for projects like this ha have included a public hearing in that process. No, in fact, um, as a general matter, um, property transfers are actually exempt from public disclosure for a variety of reasons um, about price and uh, governing acquisition. So uh, generally, public hearings do not occur on property transfers. This will be a permitted project, so it will have the traditional permitting um, outreach and opportunity for people to comment on the project. Plus, as we indicated, the in in entities and individuals surrounding the project will be contacted and asked to participate more directly in a community advisory group. And can you clarify the type of permit? This, would, this is an administrative approval, is that correct? Correct. Thank you. Council President? And also to clarify, when um, the operational agreement that will govern kind of how the, the facility actually um, is managed, that, that will come back to council? Yes, that will come back to council. It doesn't require a public hearing, but it will uh, be presented to you for final approval. And the public will be able to give their input into that? At the comments from at, the at, items from the audience. Items from the audience. Great. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, I see no further questions. Um, is Let's see. I will read. Um, yes, Council President, would you like to make a motion? Yes, and um, I, I would like to make a motion. I think given the discussion tonight about um, the project and also the um, urgency of being able to have our commitment so we can move this, this process forward. Um, I am going to make a motion. I can provide additional comments afterwards. Um, and I move to authorize the mayor to pursue and execute a transfer of the city-owned property at 16725 Cleveland Street to Plymouth Housing with restrictions to include, but not limited to, limiting the use of the property in perpetuity to permanent supportive housing and if the property is never is ever not substantially used for such purpose, the ownership will automatically revert back to the city of Redmond. Further, the mayor is authorized to include additional restrictions and milestones that will ensure that the project, substantially as proposed, will be built and opened in a timely manner. The mayor is further authorized to take such additional actions necessary to effectuate this transfer and to make necessary future amendments consistent with the objectives outlined in this motion. Is there a second? Second. It's been moved and seconded. Council President, would you like to add your comments? Yes. Um, thank you. And, and I put um, a copy of the language that I just said in the um, Teams chat if, if council members wanted to be able to additionally read as we were discussing this. Um, so I'm making this motion because I do think this is an incredible opportunity for our city. My understanding is that the amount of funding stack that's available for this project totals over $40 million, not even including what the, what the city would put in. Um, there, that's a, a huge amount of resources for us to be able to provide something that we have stated as a city repeatedly is a goal for us. Um, we put it in a housing action plan that we started in 2020. During that time, we actually 
had a, the option as a council to look at different possibilities for how our city would grow and evolve. Um, when we were developing it, we could have looked at letting housing develop as a status quo, uh, making some changes, or looking at the most equitable outcomes. And at that time, we said that we wanted to be able to create uh, housing at all different income levels, including zero to 30%. We also have committed to countywide planning policies that commit us to being able to create housing for those who don't have housing and those at the zero to 30% levels. This is the opportunity to be able to create 100 units of housing for people who don't have it right now and are, and are living with disabilities. Um, and it's, it's an opportunity for us to step up to our values as a city. Um, so for that reason, I, I think, uh, while I also hope that in the time ahead, we'll have the opportunity to engage our public in what this looks like and how it develops. And I think our council has done the work to put in the regulations to ensure that there will be robust public involvement in this project. Um, This is, the, this is the first step. Thank you. I need to ask the audience to please stay quiet. Thank you. And I, I, and I will say that it was important to our council to have this meeting, to be able to do the process where the public can be able to listen, um, while also recognizing the urgency of this issue and, um, and the responsibility that we have not only to live up to our values in our city, but also to our region. Thank you. Thank you, Council Vice President Forsyth. Thank you. Um, just, yes, I, I agree with uh, Council President Kritzer. This is within our bounds of what we've agreed to as a city and what we believe in. We know that we need more 0 to 30% AMI housing. We are critically lacking in affordable housing. And this is one piece of the puzzle. We've been through this conversation recently before with a, a different makeup of the council, but we know that this is a critical part. And on a personal note, I have worked with Plymouth Housing in the past and I know their track record and I know it is, is really, really impressive. And I look forward to voting on this in support of this and ensuring that they get the opportunity to bring their knowledge and experience, which is a vast wealth of experience in housing people that are in that zero to 30% AMI that have disabilities, that have experienced homelessness and getting them through recovery. I've seen firsthand the amazing work that they do. And I, I don't think that we as a city could ask for a better partner in, in this for this project. And I look forward to passing this tonight. Thank you. Um, Council, Councilmember Stewart. Thank you so much. As a, thank you so much. As a general rule, I try not to repeat things that have already been said twice, but these are really important things. I really appreciate the comments of um, my fellow council members and the chance to to be here with you all in this moment. I think the city of Redmond is gonna look back on this amazing opportunity. Um, and tonight we can be really proud when we take this vote. Um, additionally, you know, we'll we'll be there at the ribbon cutting. And I think one of my my messages for those who've been robust in their feedback over the last couple of days is this is not the first permanent supportive housing that we're gonna provide in the city of Redmond. This isn't the last permanent supportive housing that we're gonna to bring to Redmond. Redmond needs a lot more of this. So we're gonna keep going on this. And when an opportunity like this comes together to bring a project that is already funded in, in the way that it is and to have so many levels, not many of us describe our government at all levels as one that moves 
robust or quickly in, um, or nimbly, those are not words we typically use to describe our government. But right now we've got the federal government, the state government, the local government, the coalitions of local governments all working together to bring 100 people inside. And I'm really proud to take this vote tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Councilmember Anderson. Thank you, and uh, just to not repeat myself too much, but I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this vote as I was uncomfortable with this last week. Um, and primarily my reason is because this is a significant value of land transfer without the same consideration of providers that Kenmore had for both the project regarding both public input and public safety. I do support the affordable housing goals of the city and acknowledge that this action will help us meet our needs in the long run. Thank you. Council member. Councilmember Nueva Camino. I'm very proud of our city right now because we've talked about our values. We've talked about increasing a sense of belonging. We've seen the data. We know that sense of belonging extends life expectancy. Sense of belonging also decreases addiction considerably. So I'm very proud that we're acting with integrity and that we're doing something that is based in that and not, um, not being too caught off by sense of fear. And I'm also proud that we're going to be able to partner with folks like Safe Parking over at Lake Washington United Methodist Church along with this, so that some of the classmates that my son had gone to school with at Rose Hill Elementary will be able to have a place to be safe at. Thank you. Councilmember Slahuddin. Yep, thank you so much. Uh, and I think, again, not to repeat, uh, like Councilmember Stewart said, but housing is really important, and I think uh, my question was really geared towards making sure that our community is housed in Redmond, and uh, I want to make sure that we have those opportunities available for our community members, uh, while at the same time recognizing that you know Redmond is is growing, and we really need to make sure that we're at the forefront of everything that we're doing. Uh, I'm looking forward to the um, you know impact and the um, implementation portion of this project because that's really where we're going to see all of the uh, you know the details, the nuances, and um, you know how we can work best with all of our. Uh, City of Redmond Department staff and uh, community members. So um, thank you for the presentation. Thank you. And with that, this is a roll call vote starting with Council President Kritzer. Aye. 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 No. And that passes five to one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the community for showing up. Thank you to the staff, um, both from the city and from Plymouth and from Arch for coming and for your presentation. And with that, our meeting is adjourned. <laughs>